Welcome to the Make an After School Cool podcast, the link between research practice and theory for those interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Make an After School Cool podcast is produced by Case for Kids, a division of Harris County Department of Education. And I'm your host, Mike Wilson. Being a source of empowerment for vulnerable populations has been a crucial characteristic for numerous social advocate and nonprofit organizations. One such organization with a mission to enable Black people and other marginalized communities to secure economic self-reliance, parity, power, and civil rights is the National Urban League. Established in 1910, the National Urban League is the nation's oldest and largest community-based movement devoted to empowering African Americans to enter the economic and social mainstream. The National Urban League is headquartered in New York City, but local affiliates nationwide help to ensure the vision of a community where all Black people and other marginalized communities are clearly at parity with America's promise of opportunity, equality, and justice. In Houston, the affiliate of the National Urban League is the Houston Area Urban League, which was organized in June of 1968. As it celebrates 54 years of existence, the Houston Area Urban League advocates for and provides social services to disadvantaged people of all races, gender, age groups, and or disabilities. In honor of the historic work they do, today's episode of the Making After School Cool podcast highlights the Houston Area Urban League. To speak on services being provided by the Houston Area Urban League is today's guest, Mr. John Robinson, Director of Education and Youth Development Family Support Services. John, how are you doing today? Wonderful. How are you? I'm doing really, really good. So I really appreciate the work that you do for the Houston area community, as well as people that you come in contact with. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be with you today. What would you say created your interest in working with a community-based organization aimed at empowering people? Well, let me, let me just tell you what happened in my life. I grew up in the late 50s, 60s, 70s, where everything was about community. Uh, my mom, my dad were the community leaders in the community where I grew up. Everything that happened seemingly happened at our house. Uh, when there were issues in the community, everybody gathered at our house. Uh, my dad was the community coach for everything, uh, along with our next door neighbor, Mr. Hollins, our cross the street neighbor, Mr. Adams. Uh, those three dads, along with another dad down the street, Mr. Spiller, were our community coaches. And uh, it really was uh, a community where everybody was one another's keeper. And I grew up under that concept. It's never left me. Uh, I understand the concept of community and how it actually works. We knew how to help each other to grow a community. Uh, it's not like that anymore, but that's how I grew up. That's how I understand what community is really all about. And so all of the service that I give are services that I grew up understanding how they came about, how they happened, and what steps needed to take place to, to resolve issues in the community. Uh, those who were disadvantaged in the community are, those who were down and out for a moment, because it could have been us next up. And so everybody just kind of pitched in and we worked together. I grew up in Galena Park in the small community of Galena Manor Fidelity. 
Uh, we all went elementary, middle, and high school, all right there uh, on 16th Street. Uh, parents and teachers were on a first name basis. You made a mistake at school, they pick up the phone and call your dad at work. Say, hey, John made a real error here. Dad will say, well, you know what? Take care of what you need to take care of and I'll get the rest of it when he gets home. <laughs> that kind of that kind of growing up. So you really had a community who uh, understood how we took care of one another. That's never left me. You know, I went to Wiley College. I'm a graduate of Wiley College. I played basketball at Wiley College. Um, and I've had a great career uh, with the Houston Area Urban League uh, and uh, other places. I started in the city of Pasadena, where I was the athletic director in the city of Pasadena for a number of years. Really got a great education there in the city of Pasadena. I was able to take that with me to uh, the Urban League uh, and add to what I got from the city and from my parents and family and community in the little small uh, Galena Manor area. And now I've, I've gotten a great education over the last 22, 23 years at the Houston Area Urban League. I also work for Scholastic Books and uh, I, I'm one of their you know, national facilitators, keynote speakers, train on a number of their solutions. When folks buy Scholastic Solutions, they'll send me all over the country to train folks. So it's just been a real experience for me. Well, I will say, you know, we just passed Father's Day. And one of the things that you mentioned was not only your father, but other men in the community that uh, play father-like roles. And I think it would be really beneficial if we could continue that trend. Absolutely. It seems at times there's been a little bit of gap in that. But I do think that we do have another generation that's coming up where they are kind of having the mindset that existed in times past. At times, I think it, it amazes me a little bit, uh, the number of people who are not familiar with the work of the Urban League as well as the Houston Area Urban League. Can you describe for our listeners the type of services the agency provides? Yeah, yeah. And, and when I think about that, you know, I, I want to make sure that people understand how the Houston Area Urban League's goal is to really expand our services deeper into the communities that we serve, communities that don't know anything about us, that we want to serve uh, through increasing our partnerships, through increasing awareness, like being on programs like this, where people can hear about the Houston Area Urban League and the services that we uh, actually provide, you know, enhance uh, our ability to, to do technical things where people can know about us. But to answer your question, the first thing that I would talk about is our education, family and support services that I lead. Getting families to, to understand that they are in fact their child's first and most important educator and role model. That's uh, our number one goal. Our number one objective is to help families from conception to college and on into careers to understand what their actual role is as their child's first and most important educator and role model. And that never stops, even at our ages. I've got a 42 year old. I'm still his role model. I'm still his teacher. Things that I missed on the way through, I'm now trying to backtrack and make sure he still understands that I'm his teacher and I'm trying to correct some of the things that I missed. I got a grandson and a granddaughter. I'm trying to make sure that I don't miss those things. So. Uh, our education program is all about helping families to understand their leadership role in the family, their leadership as the educator of their families, and to make sure that they understand how important it is to have 
all of their family, their young people in that family, as well as parents themselves, making sure that they are college and career ready, on to completion, uh, that they can empower themselves to do the work. Secondly, we have a great workforce development and workforce training program where we are trying to increase certifications in uh, the growing industries that are in the greater Houston area. We're trying to expand the opportunities for our community members across the greater Houston area in training them with the soft skills that they need, the high quality uh, computer training that they need to really be productive. And so we've got a great uh, workforce development program, program uh, that is NCCR certified, where we're training individuals and putting them out in the workforce. And so we've just got a number of great things going with that workforce development and workforce training program. And then we have a super, super housing program. Our education department, our workforce department, and our housing department are all nationally recognized by the National Urban League. We are one of the leading affiliates across the nation in some now 80 affiliates, used to be over 100, but now there are about 80 of them. Houston Area Urban League is the affiliate where they call to go in to help train and develop other urban leagues across the country to do this work. Our housing and social services department uh, is about home buying. We are powerfully working to help folks understand the power in buying a home and owning a home. We do a lot of housing counseling. Uh, Glenda Gazee, our uh, department leader, is, uh, is just a, she's a genius. When you talk about housing and social services, she is a genius. We do a lot of uh, rental counseling, housing counseling, financial education in our housing department. We have a great veterans support service uh, where we support veterans uh, to whatever extent that needs to happen, as well as homeless counseling. And then we have an entrepreneur center where we are helping under, uh, individuals understand how to start businesses, or how to expand on their business. Uh, we recruit and coach uh, individuals looking to start their own businesses. And so just a number of great services, a holistic set of services. We now have a Center for Social Justice and Education where we're helping people of color to better understand the justice system and how that works for them and how they need to be able to understand how to work the justice system for themselves, building relationships with our elected officials, whether they be local, whether they be state officials, federal officials, we have got to help folks understand how to partner with these individuals so that we can begin to work with them on these social justice and legislative issues. And so uh, the Urban League uh, is a holistic nonprofit here in the city of Houston, been around over 50 years, and we serve the whole community. You know, we have an emphasis on uh, the African-American community and, and people of color, but we serve everybody that walks through our doors. Uh, we have a great number of supporters who uh, help us, and we're always looking to move into communities where we're not for people who just do not know anything about uh, the Houston Area Urban League and our holistic set of services.
Yeah, it sounds like y'all have a, a really good footprint for youth services, families, education, and uh, communities. So, you know, I just definitely want to acknowledge the great work that you guys are doing and praise you for, for all the work that y'all been doing over the last 50 years. Uh, you mentioned earlier about the, your efforts with Scholastic. Uh, can you describe a little bit more in detail what that encompasses, as well as if there's any youth services, uh, uh, youth scenario Urban League is providing this summer? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, let, let me just say that because of the Houston Area Urban League, uh, it opened doors to me to a number of national opportunities, which is the work we do at the Houston Area Urban League. We're trying to open doors to the Houston community to understand how to empower themselves, individuals empowering themselves, seeing what it is that they want and having the knowledge and skills and the understanding and training on how to go and get it. The Urban League did that for me. That's how I got the opportunity uh, with Scholastic. They came down and they had a chance to see me doing the work that I did here at the Houston area Urban League in the schools. Uh, I do a lot of family and community engagements and they had heard about it and they came and said, hey, you know, would you be interested in in, uh, in taking your skill sets national? Because we've listened to you, we see the things that you have to offer. We'd love to train you on some of our solutions and get you out into the national community. And so as a consequence, that happened. And I was able to, because of that, bring a lot of what I've learned from Scholastic back into the Houston area, Urban League. And now we kind of partner the two organizations together and we do lots and lots and lots of work. In terms of our programming, our programs are year round. So what we do year round uh, just continues through the summer. We're going to, as a matter of fact, I've got two camps starting this week. Uh, I'm gonna do a camp at Girls Inc. of Greater Houston. They've got a seven to 12 year old group. Then they've got a 13 to 18 year old group. I'm going to implement a camp in both of those groups, I, a program from Scholastic called ID. Uh, ID is a literacy program uh, that deals with four social justice platforms. And I contend that every uh, individual in America ought to be exposed to ID because here's what it does. ID is about defining self. Now we've got adults who don't know how to define themselves yet, but ID is about helping young people to define themselves, not allowing others to tell you who you are, but you knowing who you are for yourself. You can define who you are. You don't scratch your head when it don't itch. You don't jump when you haven't been stuck because you know who you are. And when you can define yourself and tell people who you are, the second platform is that then you're able to uh, become resilient. Resilience simply means you're able to handle yourself in front of your parents, in front of the police, in front of the, the, the principal, uh, in front of your pastor, in front of your peers, in front of politicians, it doesn't make any difference. When you can define who you are, you become resilient and you know how to handle yourself. And then the third platform is about uh, engaging others. When you're able to do those first two things, you're able to then engage your contemporaries around the same first two platforms and then finally build capacity. Leaving high school, going into college, going into a corporate community, and because you have all of these skill sets now, you can walk onto either of those campuses and build agendas that make those campuses, the college campus or the corporate community, a better place for everybody to, to work and to live and to communicate because you know how to define yourself. 
We're going to be doing that this summer. We're going to be doing our leadership programs this summer. We're going to be doing STEM programs over at Worthing High School. Uh, we're going to be doing some programming over there with some of the middle schools in the feeder pattern. Uh, at Worthing High School, we do STEM, STEAM. Uh, we'll do ID. We've, we've got a solution called Read and Rise in a big way over in HISD, uh, funded by the Barbara Bush Houston Literacy Foundation and HISD and HEB and all of the others who have actually seen what we're doing and they support it every year because parents, caregivers need to be exposed to how to understand that they are in fact their child's first and most important educator. Our whole concept is about literacy. When you can't read, there's not a whole lot of anything else you can do. Reading is the key to everything. We believe every child in our community deserves a chance to be great. But we realize if we're going to get them there, if we're going to help them to become great, we've got to first teach them how to read, how to comprehend what they read and critically think about what they read, research what they read, talk about what they read with one another, write about it, and then be able to stand in front of their peers, in front of an audience, in front of whomever they need to, and be able to talk about it, their thoughts, their ideas, to be able to express themselves because they can read. We've got a huge summer ahead of us, and we're, we're just looking forward to it. Well, it sounds like you, y'all are going to definitely stay busy. When you're looking back at your experience, not only working with the Houston Area Urban League, but in education as well as community services, what would you say were some challenges you faced, and what were some rewarding moments? Well, we still face lots of challenges, and these challenges are challenges that have continued over the years because people are not at a point where they really want to empower themselves. And the families that we serve, I mean, there are just a holistic set of issues that when you start talking about that there's so many families, they don't have jobs, they don't have cars, they're, they're uh, economically disadvantaged. You just, you name the issues. They don't have, you know, transportation to get to the programming. So we've got to figure out how do we get these people to where we need them to be? or can we take it to them? And so uh, all of the data collected over the years of the things that we've done, we have kind of a stepwise a stepwise refinement concept to where when we look at the data that shows the issues that we've had, we study that and we try to go back in and, and change things to help. But there are just so many issues. They're too numerous to, to even talk about because when you solve one problem with at-risk families that the Houston Area Urban League serves, we're not looking to go serve folks in uh, areas where everybody's doing good. We want to go into places. We want to really challenge ourselves. We want to see if what we're doing really works. So we're looking to go into the communities where they really need our help. And we really can take our team in there and our supporters in there and our volunteers in there and we can stay for a minute you know it's a service that these families need not events events are one-time deals they don't help you know anybody they lift you up for a night we feed you for a night but we're talking about that old fisherman's concept where we teach you how to fish for yourself so we go in uh to these communities and uh there are just so many issues we help them one at a time if we have to to get them going and so when I think about the work and what I've seen over the years uh, that has just devastated me is how many of our folks are in these devastating situations. And 
There's not enough funding coming into the Urban League to really sustain an effort to help everybody that needs our help. So we try to focus in in areas where we can go in and have enough money to deal with a group at a time. And we can stay in there three or four years uh, and try to help. Because let me just tell you, these situations that these families are in didn't happen overnight. And you're not going to go in and change them overnight. If you're going to really cure the crisis, as I like to say, if you're going to go in and work from the origin of the problem to start helping people to understand step by step how to change their lives, then you've got to go in there and be ready to go in there with a team and with enough finances and with enough uh, proven solutions that you can validate and that you can get some evaluations on what you're doing, some, some research-based information on, on baseline. And folks, here's where we're starting with this group. And here's where we go from day to day. And here's after four months, here's where we are. And then we keep, if you don't have enough to go in there and do that, you're wasting your time. Having events is good, but, but there needs to be sustained, sustained services in these communities where our folks need help. And what would you say were some of your most rewarding experiences? Ah, just last week, um, you know, I was telling you uh, when we were supposed to have done this, I was at an event where uh, we were being recognized for some of the work that we had done. And we had lots of funders there and the hall board was there. Uh, we had our impact report there for everybody. And it talked about all of the great things. And, you know, a lot of times you don't realize what all you've done until you sit back and you hear somebody else talking about all of the scholarships that we've gotten for kids and the number of kids who've come through our Project Ready program. Uh, we have one of the best National Urban League banner program. It's called Project Ready, where we are getting kids college and career ready and to get in there and complete college. And we've got a number of folks who give us scholarships and we were at Geico on Thursday. Mr. Robinson, Jetson Robinson, Eric Goody, who is our, Jetson Robinson is our president and CEO. Eric Goody is our senior vice president. Myself, Ramel Williams, who leads our workforce. We were there with two students, one from Jack Yates High School, one from uh, Cy Springs High School, uh, who's gone through our programs. And they each received $5,000 scholarships from Geico just called us out of the blue, said, we've got $10,000, want to give it to two of your outstanding kids. Well, we got a lot of outstanding kids. When I see that, man, it, it just touches my heart. And, and then there are kids who are now adults. Uh, when I go places, they walk up to me and they remember what we've done for them uh, years ago. And parents where I see all over the place said, aren't you, Mr. Robinson, We, my, my son, that's my son over there. Who you're you're looking at now who's giving this speech you you did this for us and so there's a lot of great rewards from what we've done at the houston area urban league over the years that not just myself our whole team we have a great team of people at the houston area urban league professionals who are committed to helping houston to become great and every kid in it becoming great 
Well, great. I'm glad y'all were able to have that uh, experience and in, in, in that program because sometimes you get so busy doing, you don't really recognize the fruit of your labor. So I'm glad yes. I had the opportunity to uh, to do that. For people who want more information on um, the work that you guys are doing, as well as if there's any workshops or training, do you have any contact information you can share? Absolutely, I do. Our website is www.haul.org, houstonareaurbanleague.org. Our downtown corporate office phone number is 713-393-8700. That's located on Texas Avenue, uh, right down from Minute Maid Park. And then our programs offices, where the work is, the real work is done is at uh, 5260 Griggs Road in the old Palm Center Shopping Center. Uh, we took over the building that used to be the library they built across the street. We took that building. The number there, phone number there is 281-220-6012. Uh, we have housing workshops and housing training and financial literacy trainings on an ongoing basis. We have workforce uh, development and workforce training workshops and trainings and uh, programs on a continual basis. The education program is year round. The health initiatives are year round. The Entrepreneur Center is open and open for business. And we're, we're, we're looking for folks in our Entrepreneur Center who are looking to expand their business, start their business. That 281-220-6012 number is the number you would call and we can direct you to any of those folks. There are ongoing events and activities every day. Uh, we'd love to come into communities where we've not been. Folks who will hear this podcast of yours, uh, we invite them to call us. Uh, my personal number is 281-220-6026. I give my cell out. It's 832-282-0349. John Robinson, Director of Education, but, but the bottom line is we serve and we want to serve. And so whomever is looking for us, you can call those numbers and you can find us. And we are on the first thing smoking, heading your way if we need to, to bring these services to you, because that's really what it's all about. We are truly a one-stop shop for everybody in the greater Houston area. We want to serve. Please call us, uh, reach out to us. We're ready to serve. John, thanks so much for being my guest on the Making After School Cool podcast. I could talk to you all day. Appreciate the work you're good, you're doing and just, just really happy that you were able to take some time today to be on our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. As always, I want to thank our listeners for joining us today where our topic focused on honoring the historic work of the Houston Area Urban League. Please join us for future episodes as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time field.